Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. In this podcast series, we share ways we can all reduce our energy usage for heating, transportation, and really anything else we plug in. Today, we're happy to have Annie Borden, Executive Director of CarShare Vermont, with us to talk about car sharing in Burlington. It's such a pleasure to have you here on our Net Zero Energy podcast. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about your role and how long you've been at the job. Sure. Um, So CarShare Vermont is a nonprofit based here in Burlington that I founded back in 2008. We opened our doors as a 501c3 nonprofit that provides um, a car sharing service. And car sharing has the goal of reducing vehicle dependence by giving a community um, a service that is an alternative to personal vehicles. Um, So CarShare Vermont um, was born with a small fleet of eight cars. We've now grown over the past, gosh, 14 years um, to a fleet of 22 shared vehicles that are located throughout Burlington um, near where people live and work. So we're kind of spread out through all of the neighborhoods versus a centralized lot, the way you'd think about a car rental. And folks um, use our cars by the hour or day to meet their travel needs. And we serve residents, primarily residents. We also serve um, area employers and students at UVM and Champlain College. You know, we think about our roadmap to net zero, and we think about electric vehicles and transitioning people away from internal combustion engine to electric. So you really sort of are, you have a unique role to play in our net zero energy roadmap. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because we are a tool that utilizes vehicles to help people drive less. But prior to the existence of car sharing as a, as a system, as a mode in America, if you needed a car some of the time, you had to own one or be able to borrow one from a friend. You know, it was not the regular that on a, on a, you know, daily or weekly basis that you would go and, and be able to conveniently rent a vehicle. And the, and the rental model isn't tailored towards kind of your everyday transportation needs. That's more for business travel and tourism. Car sharing really makes it possible for two vehicle households to downsize to one, for some one vehicle households to downsize to zero. In fact, about 87% of our thousand plus membership um, belong to households with one or zero cars. And it's about 50-50 split between that. So 40 plus percent own no cars and in the next 40 some percent are one car households. And it is really possible when you have access to shared vehicles. And the reason people drive less is because they're all of a sudden more aware, whether consciously or subconsciously, of the cost. And they're going to choose, oh gosh, am I going to pay $750 an hour to share a vehicle or fraction thereof? You can, you can have it for a part, part, part of an hour. Or am I um, going to walk, bike, take the bus, figure out another way to lump my, you know, combine my errands, wait till tomorrow when I'm going out in the car. And they just become more mindful about their, their driving behavior. Well, and you talked a little bit about equity or you alluded to equity. And that's a really important component that I'd love to talk a little bit more about. Tell us about your equity mission and how car sharing is an equalizer. Sure. Fundamentally, a car dependent 
society, a car-dependent transportation system is highly inequitable because you need to have access to a vehicle to be able to access your community, whether that's you know traveling to work, to childcare, to get your groceries, to medical appointments, to socialize and engage with the community. If you live someplace where that's that's built to support vehicle and vehicle infrastructure, you're left out if you don't have access to a car. So car sharing is a way to make affordable access available to people who do not own cars, um, likely by necessity, because cars are really expensive, the second highest um, uh, household expense next to housing. So car share uh, can help people meet their mobility needs if they do not need a vehicle every single day to get to work. So for example, um, we serve, our, the primary purposes that people will use car share are for those basic needs groceries, medical appointments, visiting family out of town. Um, if you need a vehicle every single day because you commute someplace that is not served by public transit or you can't carpool, car sharing is not going to be a viable solution because you're going to pay not only for the trip, but then you're going to pay to have the car sit parked at your place of work all day. So it's not really viable for that. But if, you, if those kind of purposes can be met by other modes, car sharing can really fill the gap for your vehicle needs. And so it is a way that folks can access vehicles at a fraction of the cost of um, owning and operating a personal vehicle. And we've made it our mission to keep our service as affordable as possible for people who are low to moderate income. By We, we have a program with a rate plan called Mobility Share, and we offer free memberships to anybody who's income eligible and discounted driving rates. That portion of our membership has quadrupled since the start of the pandemic. So it is the fastest growing segment. The feedback we receive is that people feel more independent, they feel less stress about transportation, and they feel that they're able to get where they need to go more affordably. And that's huge. And they're doing so without adding more cars to the road. They're sharing our network, which is awesome and benefits the environment and checks the box on all of our environmental goals as well. For low-income Burlingtonians who want to access the free membership, what's that process like? They join. They go to our application page, and it asks, as you're filling out the application, it asks, you know, do you live in uh, affordable housing? We have affordable housing partners. If you live in any CHT property, for example, or BHA property, Cathedral Square property, you're automatically eligible. Um, it just asks some self-verification questions, and then assuming your driving record checks out, which is the same for all of our applicants, um, they can join and they can access our service and take advantage of those discounted rates. Well, that's really great. I, you know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with a social service provider the other day who said, oh, but car share is just too expensive. And I thought, ooh, I need to be better about articulating the full cost of ownership. The breakdown of cost comparison of our service. If, if you are completely transit dependent and you've been able to access the, the bus free of charge as everyone can during COVID, it will feel like a financial hardship if you previously had a transportation budget of $0. I can understand that making the leap to paying, you know, 750 for an hour in a shared vehicle may be, may be hard for folks still. But for those who, um, who have experienced vehicle ownership and know the cost burden of that option, uh, there is this great sense of relief and understanding that, oh my gosh, car sharing is a more affordable way for those for whom can, they can make it work. Um, as you know, Burlington Electric is incentivizing folks to drive electric. And we were excited about partnering with CarShare because 
we also appreciate the opportunity to give everyone the chance to experience electric. So we've partnered with you on helping you purchase a couple of electric vehicles. Can you talk about the feedback that you're getting from customers who are trying electric for the first time? Sure. Well, I think that, as you probably know, there are people in the community that are really excited by the opportunity to drive an electric vehicle, and um, and particularly people who don't own vehicles that they're able that they're able to access them through our shared fleet. I think that's really exciting because folks, our members, will tell us, "I don't want to buy a car, but I'd still like to drive electric." And so, I think um, so that experience is very positive. Can we go back to money a, sure. a little bit? So you talk about the free membership for low and moderate income folks, and you talked about the drive a little, or excuse me, drive a lot rate that you offer, which is the best rate mm-hmm. for any of your drivers. Um, I know insurance tends to be expensive for people and intimidating. Gas, you talk about paying for charging. I think that all those things are wrapped into the driving fee. So you're paying your drive a lot rate and nothing else. Is that right? Correct. We include um, gas, comprehensive insurance, which is much better than um, than what people carry usually on a on a personal vehicle. We cover we provide coverage up to a million dollars per incident. Um, we maintain, repair the cars. They're cleaned inside and out every two weeks. They are, yeah, meticulously maintained with by our awesome fleet manager, Scudder. Um, and we remove snow in the winter. We, you know, we have volunteers who help take care of them, move them during parking bans. So we really try to eliminate the hassles of vehicle ownership and include that in our pricing. What's your vision for car share, Annie? Now you've been at it for a while and you're really well-versed. I mean, it always blows me away talking to you. So the data, the information, everything you have in your head, and of sure. course now just the the, the time spent. Our, my vision is to help shape policies and strategies um, and, and really a, a funding, a sustained source of funding that can help car sharing as a mode, not necessarily operated by our small but dedicated team of four, but that that others around the state could access this resource and that their communities could benefit from car sharing. I think there's so much to be gained with some kind of forward thinking and uh, and a funding model and a program that could allow communities to, you know, have a pot or two. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I know it's hard. Yeah. And I, I, I know how hard you work. I'm so, as a member myself, I so appreciate it. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're not, we're so committed. We're so psyched to be here. Um, and we hope that we can help, help it, help replicate it elsewhere. Annie, thank you so much for being here. It was a real pleasure to talk with you. Thanks, Jen. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast, or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802-865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy.